Over the past 40 years, investors, without even realizing it, have made one big change in how they invest in stocks. And unfortunately, this change is for the worse. There are many reasons for this change, but before I go over what it is and what are the fixes for it, it's helpful to know really what caused this and how we got here. One big reason is the rise of online brokerages and trading platforms like Schwab. In the early 70s and 80s, you had to go through a broker to get a trade done, to buy any stock or sell any stock. Online trading platforms have really been a net positive for investors. They've really helped democratize investing and make it accessible to everybody at a much lower cost. But when it comes to this one aspect of investing, you could definitely make the case for it that it has hurt investors. Another reason is free trading. It used to cost a fortune in fees and commissions to buy a stock or invest in anything. Now it's completely free. The fact that it's free has just reduced the friction of making a transaction, of taking action. When it's free and it costs us nothing, we're so much more likely just to on a whim or based on some random piece of news, go in and trade our account and make some allocation change, even if there's not really a good sound plan or strategy behind it. Lastly, financial news takes a lot of blame here. We are living in a 24-7 news cycle world, and the same thing applies to financial news and media. We're constantly bombarded with market updates and economic updates. Even if you're somebody that was trying to avoid it, it's really hard to. It's always in your face, and the studies have shown that most financial media outlets skew negative. They, they sell based on fear, and that's how they know they'll get your attention, they'll get some clicks, and they'll get you to take action. This brings us to the big change I'm talking about. You might have spotted the trend here already, but really this big change in approach is that the average investor's holding period for stocks has dramatically shortened over the past 40 years. In the 70s, the average holding period of a stock was just over five years. That means when somebody was making an investment, they on average held it for over five years before they sold it. Today, the average holding period for stocks is 10 months. This is crazy to me. 10 months doesn't even qualify you for the tax preferential capital gains treatment. By constantly buying and selling within your portfolio, investors are more susceptible to short-term volatility, short-term risks, and they increase the odds that they miss out on good market returns. As well, it just makes your portfolio less efficient. It has higher turnover. It generally has more costs involved. It incurs more taxes. There are very few positives that we can see coming from a holding period of on average 10 months for an investor. Each year, studies show that on average, each investor is underperforming just simple market indexes by one and a half to 2%. They have a unique ability to always seem to find the worst timing. As investor sentiment is at all-time lows, is usually at market bottoms. As investor sentiment is at all-time highs, is oftentimes at market tops. And investors are constantly selling and transacting within their account, which is why you see the shortened holding period, and it's hurting their returns and performance. Now, we're way better off today with the tools and technology we have and the lower cost, simpler access to investing. There's no doubt about that. But there is this unique aspect of the old school way of investing that, again, created this friction. If you wanted to make a trade, you really needed to be certain about it. One, you had to contact a broker or a brokerage company to impart that trade for you. And second of all, the costs were so high. In the 70s, the average fees and commissions involved with buying a stock could be 50% to 90% of the purchase price. That means if you wanted to make an investment of, let's just call it $5,000, it could cost you somewhere between $8,000 and $9,000 total just to net your $5,000 of the stock. Now that's terrible. 
right? Nobody wants to see that Wall Street lining their own pockets and hurting end investors. But what's interesting, again, is that that caused each investor to really be certain that this was a good investment and they had to have a plan around it. Because what you couldn't do is you didn't want to spend eight or nine grand to buy $5,000 stock and then in a week change your mind and have the same exact thing happen. Now you're selling a $5,000 stock, but you're going to pay a couple thousand in commission on the way out of the investment. Nobody was winning with that situation, but there is this unique aspect where it really forced us to take a long-term approach to investing and it forced people to make sure this was a wise investment that aligned with their goals. Your holding period of your investments is so important to pay attention to because it's been one of the only things that shows it can, over the long term, reduce the volatility you experience as an investor. If you were to try to invest and you just want to put your money in the market or a stock for, let's say, six months, it's about a 70% chance when you look at the broad market index that you'll have a positive return. When you go out over one year, you see that being about a 75% chance of a positive return. Now, the problem is that 75% chance of a positive return, the deviation of returns is huge. It could be up 50%. It could be down 40%. There's a lot of rational people that wouldn't take that bet. Yet, that is what most investors are doing day in and day out when they have a holding period of only 10 months. What's great to see is once you increase your holding period, once you get to five years and 10 years, and especially once you start getting out to 15 to 20, that's when you start seeing throughout the history of the market, 100% positive returns. What that means is anytime somebody's bought and held investments in broad market indexes, say the S&P 500, once you hold it over 16 years, there's not been one time in the history of the market that you've experienced a negative return. Again, that's amazing because the deviations of your returns start shrinking the longer you hold them. So that has an impact of reducing that portfolio volatility. So what can you do to fix this mistake? One option, focus more on index funds. There's no doubt owning individual stocks is far more volatile. And as a general investor, when you look at your options of what to invest in, owning index funds gives you instant diversification, helps smooth out that volatility, and it also allows the end investor to know, I own a basket of stocks across a whole bunch of different sectors. This is definitely a much more long-term play and it should help you stay invested for the long term. Another important step is to stop watching as much financial news. I know this can be hard. We all naturally think if we absorb more information, we'll probably learn more from this and we'll be able to get some action to take on our market to protect ourselves from a downturn or to go all in before we think it's going to go up. Financial news has very little relevance on our performance as end investors. They tend to skew negative, and they tend to make us want to take more action, increase our stress levels, and make us want to tinker with our investments and portfolio more than we should. With that same theme, pay attention to how often you check your own portfolio. There have been a number of studies that try to show what is the optimal amount of time somebody throughout a year should check their portfolio, trying to find the balance of staying on top of things, knowing what's going on, but also reducing your stress. They've found that somewhere around quarterly to once every six months is actually a great cadence. Now that could seem like an eternity to some people. We all know people that log in, they start their day, they go and they check the markets and they scroll through and they see what's going on, thinking that's gonna give them some sort of insight of what's going on in the world or what they should do with their portfolio. Again, it's not helping anything. It's only increasing stress. I use the, the metaphor oftentimes of, take a look at Zillow. Do you log into Zillow every single day and check the value of your home? Or do you go every single day onto Kelly Blue Book and try to figure out what's my car worth? All that's going to lead is these feelings of, oh, I should have sold it last week. I could have bought it right back. What if I buy this? I see the trend, it's going up. 
you just got to find a way to stop it. It's not a healthy relationship with our money to log in constantly and always look at these day-to-day -day fluctuations. Again, you will see way more volatility over the short term when you do that, and it makes us want to take action. Lastly, it's crucial to have a true plan for what these investments are for. I found it really helps people understand and, and give each dollar you have a job to do. Are you saving for retirement? Are you saving for kids' education, for a home down payment? What's the purpose of this money? And understanding the time frame you need it, knowing what the money is for and having a goal around it will really help make sure you have a defined plan for what you're trying to achieve with this money and it'll allow you to fix this short holding period most investors have today. I hope you found this video helpful. I wanna leave you with one of my favorite Warren Buffett quotes, which I think summarizes this theme so well. If you aren't willing to hold a stock for 10 years, don't even think about owning it for 10 minutes.